You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks, on this stormy Monday, December 18th. And I am still recovering. I had a rough night, as I have uh, disclosed to all of you. I had cancer surgery on Thursday. We believe it was successful, but anyone that's going through it, there's ups and downs. First of all, I want to thank everyone that has reached out, everyone that's been so kind. The power of prayer is real. I'm going to talk more about that at some point in the future going forward. But um, but last night and yesterday was just a very difficult day. It was actually a setback. So that's why you're going to hear a little bit more best of. I think tomorrow we should be good to go, Tuesday, uh, the 19th, December 19th. So, But it is a terrible storm Monday. It's a good day to just stay inside if you're me. So what we're going to do is... I think the bridge story remains very, very strong. We're going to relive some of that and uh, relive some of the interviews and segments that we do. Folks, again, visit the website, dpetro.com. I, I don't feel 100%, but I am so much better than I was yesterday and uh, definitely on the mend. And again, I want to thank everyone for their kind, kind words. So, all right, with that, I'd like you to enjoy some uh, best of that we have on this rainy Monday. And I hope to be live back behind the microphone with you Tuesday, the 19th. We're being flexible, though, because and the, anyone that's been through this, it's um, really remarkable how draining it is on your body, how um, just the whole effect is really unreal and how dehydrated you get so all right with that let's hear some on this tuesday this portion of the program is brought to you by the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln pop in and see them whether it's for lunch nice weather you can sit outside on the deck or maybe sit in the dining room delicious food then they also have a great full bar large dining area and you're gonna love the lounge the lodge pub and eatery people rave about their delicious consistent great food and also the great staff i'll see you at the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln folks you're listening to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com. Joining us right now, one of my siblings, time for Four Stories with Donna Perry. And uh, DJ, let's start off with, um, I'm very anxious to hear your thoughts on what we saw with those three college university president of, uh, uh, of UPenn, Harvard, and MIT up on Capitol Hill. And it's just uh, the reaction that came out of it. Yes, and good to be with you, John. Um, you know, I, I think one of the biggest uh, observations that a lot of people are making about this, this is so far beyond pushing for the resignation. And I think what was additionally maybe more significant in front of whoever can catch that in the whole country and all online, John, is to see the more poisonous, you know, um, so-called leadership that you're seeing at these major universities. Um, and, and, you know, what Claudine Gay at Harvard said, the UPenn president who has now fallen on, you know, fallen down and, and got pushed out, um, and MIT. And I, I just think the fact that they have reached a point, and it's certainly, again, in the Ivy League, that, you, you know, you can't say that pro-Palestinian protesters who have been menacing, rough, John, unmistakably, this is wild anti-Semitism in front of everyone's eyes. Yep. And the fact that um, that to be asked such a question and to be unable to say the genocide of Jews and having students running around basically calling for that. And when they yell out the intifada, whether some of them are, don't even know what they're saying, John, that is a call for that. That's that is right. an Arab word. It calls for the uprising. It is well known. It is about the, you know, annihilation of the Jewish people. So I, I just first wanted to observe that I feel 
Uh, I think this uproar is a long time coming, and it's about so much more of what, what has gone on in the elite universities for a while. But at this moment, uh, it's, it's actually chilling, and it should be, that that is the mindset. You know, the fact that that's the mindset of the president of Harvard and thinking that she can say and mince words and say this little, well, it depends on the context. So, and I also want to say, I thought... Um, Elise Stefanik, John, was masterful in how she yes. handled herself. Yes. I, I actually thought that was the biggest moment for a, a Republican on a committee, in my view, John, that we've seen in a very long time. So, uh, DJ, talk about UPenn, because that, that had been building. Um, you also have, you know, Shapiro, the governor. You also had that situation where right there on the streets of Philadelphia, they were targeting that that you know Jewish restaurant, and um, and and she that Liz McGill or Ms. McGill as Stefana called it. I mean, just she was absolutely tone deaf. Yeah, and and you know I think this is what I see going. What is coming out of a lot of this? I think this is going to be a turning point moment. Maybe people don't see it right now for the Democratic Party, because yes. you have many for years. You have prominent. Jewish voices and leaders across industry, politics, uh, everything. Um, and you have now this a very powerful Pennsylvania governor, the Jewish governor, Josh Shapiro. Um, yep. And I applaud him. He has not backed down. And he is not, he may be a liberal on a lot of things, but he has not backed down. And he was calling for weeks and saying she is it is way over the top what is going on at UPenn. That is abs John, this is these have been menacing, physically violent like protest. I mean, it's not just free speech. And so the fact that Shapiro spoke out and apparently spoke out again more forcefully uh, at a synagogue in around Philly somewhere over the weekend. Um, and I think it's very important and he is saying, at this moment, this is about more than an administrative shakeup, and that—that's and I agree with him a, a thousand percent. That's what he's saying. This is a bigger moment because the universities ha are allowing that there is, you know, there, it's okay to have this wild hostility against one ethnicity, John. That—that's what he's saying. And by the way, Claudine Gay—that's why she's under fire at Harvard. Yep. And and for them to say. No, we allow free speech, John. You and I know that's fiction. I'm sorry. Can we imagine? And we've seen things. You can't. If you had a protest group of conservatives, they practically chased them off the campus for even that's basic right. issues, right? Yes. Can can we just imagine? And that's what Stefanik really went to the heart of this. If you had a student group who was calling for genocide against the Palestinians or Hispanics, white people, black people. Can we imagine that Harvard would say, well, step away, it's freedom of speech, they can run around the campus. I mean, come on. So I just think the hypocrisy of, of Harvard, it, as projected through the Harvard president, was really on display. Um, and that is why, John, th this is not going to go away. Um, we're, you know, as you follow this day by day, you have a lot of prominent, um, you know, Jewish leaders, as I say, across America at, at very um, high positions and across, you know, all kinds of industry fields. And they are really outraged and they are letting that Harvard Corporation, which I believe Monday night, they are meeting about yep. the issue and about her standing as president. So, and I want to just add one thing, you know, there's, um, you know, reporting shows that I guess there's over 2,000 people that count as a professor at Harvard. So 500 people on a letter, uh, I don't know. I don't know where that's going to sway it, but I would think that corporation, um, you know, this is a black eye like they haven't seen. So we shall see whether she survives this temporarily or goes beyond it. But I just wanted to note, I think Shapiro was right on it when he's saying this is a larger moment. So... Um, folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John, John DePietro Show. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, that businessman 
offered to put up his own money in Pawtucket? Nope, they have passed. Because right now in the state, there's a not open for business. We are closed for business. They don't want his money. Let's listen to the, uh, this was a report on uh, WPRI Channel 12. The stadium's fate appears to be sealed tonight. A Pawtucket City spokesperson confirms they are ending conversations with the billionaire who offered to save McCoy from demolition. We got a copy of the letter sent to the head of Soloviev Group, signed by Mayor Don Grebian, as well as the city council president and the school committee chair. The letter says there has been, quote, no productive dialogue between the group's engineers and the city. The letter says the school department's architects are unconvinced that the site can support both McCoy and a brand new high school. In a statement to 12 News, Soloviev Group CEO Michael Hirschman says they are disappointed in the decision but understand it. He also pushes back on the city's claims that there has been no dialogue, saying, quote, from the beginning, we were sincere in our offer, but did not receive a strong feeling of support from the elected or appointed officials. You know, this is, look at that. He is walking away with his money. He is a successful business person that doesn't want to pay to play. Um, you don't have a lot of these people floating around. Should they have found a way to work with him on McCoy? Of course they should have. They absolutely should have. But that's not the way they're operating right now. The way that this state is operating, and to its detriment, is they already awarded organized labor a $350 million no-bid contract, and the cost of that is rising to build and combine two new high schools. So they regard it as bird in the hand, right, worth the billionaire in the bush. But what they're missing is that's taxpayer money that the people of Pawtucket have to build that that's 350 million of taxpayer money and now you're shutting out a business person what's the message to other private businesses what is the message to anyone that says you know i think i'd like to try to do business there it's it's a pay to play it's they don't they i know it sounds crazy it is crazy and it's short-sighted it's it's not the way america works it's certainly not capitalism it is not the way that you conduct business when you're running a successful state. This is every project now is taxpayer-funded, organized labor, no-bid contracts. And you're just going to keep seeing these all pop up. They've, they're chasing away. They have no interest in this guy. If he wanted to come in, he'd have to play by their rules. He'd have to grease certain people. As I said, it's, it's a pay-to-play, lose-money be a sucker, be a pigeon. They take your money. They overcharge you. No bid contracts that you have to deal with them. And guess what? People with money don't want to get ripped off. I think it's reasonable. There are states, by the way, that are far more welcoming. And by now, you know, you know many of them. Um, even Massachusetts isn't as bad as Rhode Island is. But, but, you know, you have states, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Florida, New Hampshire, they want to do business. They want to be open for business and be good business partners. Not this place. Nope. Closed for business. They should just put a close sign right at the border, right there, coming in Attleboro into Pawtucket. And so now the billionaire leaves. Lesson learned. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Call today for a free estimate serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. 401-732-1730. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. Why don't you get your driveway paved? Maybe your parking lot. J. Perry Paving. Licensed and insured contracted company committed to meeting their clients' needs no matter how big, how small, Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project, just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. What a difference it'll make for your home, for your business with J. Perry Paving. Call them today. Free quote, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Look for them on Facebook. They're also online. And remember, no one is better 
with veterans than J. Perry Paving. If you're a veteran or related to one, they have a special package designed for you. It'll be the most cost-efficient way to get your driveway paved or your business. J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement, Call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252. 323-9252, AJ, drywall, plasters, home improvement, frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions. Also, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling. Contact them today. It's a family-run business. AJ Drywall Plaster Home Improvements. Call for a free quote. What a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements. 401-323-9252. What a difference. Beautiful walls and ceilings. 401-323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and home improvements for your home or business. It's Christmas time at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Christmas season is underway. Fraser fir trees, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, Rhode Island's number one garden center. Potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, 10 inch to even 60 inches in sizes. Think how, think how great that would look outside your business. They have Christmas swag, mistletoe, hanging baskets, roping, cut greens, decorative pots, cemetery baskets, Christmas crafts, gift certificates are available at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook, Florist Quality poinsettias they also have custom made sleds from a local artist firewood is available pick up a delivery they're open every single day now right through christmas eve look for them on facebook it's pr landscape materials and garden center this christmas season stop in and see them you're listening to the john DePietro show on this friday folks as you are hearing this ideal situation i am successfully recovering from cancer surgery so this is pre-recorded but it's not just repeats and best ofs and things like that there's new content that you're going to hear that i have not used that has been pre-recorded i also just want to use this opportunity on this friday to um, thank everyone for your very very kind words again i am as i'm recording this it's prior to the surgery i am assuming everything <laughs> It's going to go well, um, but I, and I hope to be back behind the microphone very, very soon. But you're going to hear, obviously, the you know news of the day and mixed in. But I went to some effort to have some new content that you could uh, listen to and enjoy. So, again, I did want to thank everyone and uh, continue. I want to thank all of our great, great sponsors, Murray, and it's my health, and the folks at the Lodge, and the folks at K's, and so many of the different people that i'm uh, very very grateful how they continue to support the program and um and ideally everything goes well <laughs> and and i will uh, be returning to the mic soon i also want to once again just thank the great staff of uh, roger and dick and jeff and jr everybody at the radio station who uh thank you for their patience they've been very very encouraging um it has been quite the road but I am hoping, as you're hearing this, that I am uh, on the mend, and hopefully it's in the rearview mirror, and then we um, can start to move forward. Because we have a lot of—it's going to be a big year with the 2024 presidential election. Hope to be part of it. Plus, we have the the local situations going on with the uh, mayor of Woonsocket, and then also you have the situation, obviously, with the bridge. So once again, you are listening to the John DePietro Show. <laughs> do you need a good plumber i found the best plumber jmb plumbing 
call them today all your plumbing needs 401 743-9153 JMB Plumbing They've been providing plumbing services for years Skilled professionals stand behind their work Guarantee you will be happy Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes Repair clogged pipelines Maybe replace a, a water heater As well as all your plumbing needs Call them now It's JMB Plumbing 401 743 9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today, 401 743 9153. JMB Plumbing. And look for them on Facebook. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Stop in and see Marie, that historic white church. Shop local, inside, all quality products, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies. They understand quality, integrity. It's my health. It's all about your health. Local products, I say ye. Honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. You know, they carry over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas hemp and cbd products and much more natural skincare products stop it and see marie at it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland it's all about health for you for your family there's vitamins for children all different types of teas all different types of spices boy what a difference it'll make shop local stop it and see the queen of health it's marie and it's my health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health at It's My Health. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, I always tout our website just because it has exclusive stories and video. It has links to on-the-scene live stream. Remember, there's no vo- uh, vowel I. It's D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, dpetro.com. You can also reach me that way if you'd like to get in touch with me. dpetro.com, log on, and then links to Facebook and YouTube, everything we have. It's all waiting for you right there at the website. You're listening to The John DePetro Show. Well, Obviously, Governor McKee, who is notoriously thin-skinned, did not like a question that he received. Was it a fear question? Absolutely, it was a fear question. Brian Crandall, NBC10. Everyone's now referring to this as the McKee meltdown. Let's go to the DOT briefing when Governor McKee doesn't like what is very legitimate questions being asked to Governor McKee. So... You open it up for questions, and anyone that's been paying attention would agree that this is, without question, um, everyone is wondering, will heads roll at Rhode Island DOT? Who's going to be held accountable for this? Now, as I mentioned, uh, this is what Dan McGowan, I think, would call the full McKee, and listen to the way he lashes out at Brian Crandall of NBC 10 saying the credit is due because lives were potentially saved. There's still a lot of frustration. Has there been any discussion of changes at DOT, potential resignation of the director? Yeah, so I'm not going to answer those questions. We're here to talk about an emergency. It's, uh, that's out of line. Okay, so we're here. And, and, People and, and, are and, no, what, no. You, you may be talking about it, but the people I'm talking to are very pleased with what's happening right now. And, and anybody behind me right now. Stop that the would, tape. Who, who's pleased? about what's happening right now you know as governor mckee says well this is an emergency this this is a self-inflicted emergency this was as i've said folks this this wasn't an earthquake this wasn't a blizzard this wasn't a hurricane if you see someone out on 146 or 295 or 90 anywhere and they've run out of gas unless there's something wrong with their gas gauge Whose responsibility was it to fill up the gas tank? If someone's on the highway and they've run out of gas, 
is that an emergency? It, absolutely, it's an emergency, and the Rhode Island State Police will come along. But it wasn't an act of God. That's a self-inflicted emergency. That's what this is. This is an emergency. Yeah, by your doing, by by the people that you've assembled, how they've treated this. This is a, yeah, yeah. It is an emergency because of your incompetence. So you just open it up for questions. Uh, Crandall, Brian Crandall of NBC is one hundred percent right. Resignation. I think the governor should. This is ludicrous that he's this thin-skinned. And now he's going to set the parameters of what they can ask about. It it continues here. I'm going to personalize this issue at this moment in time during an emergency. I think that is a, a beyond the pale. So we'll answer questions specific to this topic uh, going forward. I don't want to hear any more of those questions. You can take it out on me later. Time out. I don't want to hear any more. What, what, what is this? Oh, you're the principal? Crandall going to have to go to detention? You don't want to hear any more? What, are you going to ground him? Maybe he can't go to the Army-Navy game? Oh, that's right. It already happened. What? Setting the parameters. Now, I'm going to address something that happened in just a moment. Right, but there's an inappropriate question, and I'm not going to even... Uh, even... Who, who are you to decide what's an appropriate or inappropriate question? That is a question a lot. I have that. Most people that I know are asking, when a head's going to roll? This is insanity. This is sheer incompetence. This isn't a volunteer organization. These people are paid good money to do their jobs. Someone should be held accountable for this. I'm not going to answer this question. What are you, Putin? entertain an answer on that uh, i have already indicated that i have full faith in the team that's sitting here and standing here with me and beyond me uh and that includes uh, the uh, the leadership at dot do you acknowledge that people are i'm not going to go further on that no, do you, do you I'm acknowledge i'm going to ask you to stay on topic what the people i think the mayor smiley hit the nail on the head hold on what do you mean stay on topic this is the topic stay on topic He's not asking about another department. He's asking about this department. Every reasonable individual that I've spoken to is waiting for some some consequence to this. Stay on topic. It's an emergency. Yeah, why is it an emergency? This is the topic. The only topic of conversation you hear from people is when are they going to fire someone? I don't know enough about the situation, so I don't know who should lose their job. But it certainly is a fair question that it should be on the table or someone steps forward like, wow, I, we let everybody down. Therefore, you know, I'm going to we're going to resign. Listen to him shut it down. McKay we're here to service the people that live in the state of Rhode Island. And we have recognized and you've been doing a fine job of it, as a matter of fact. Oh, is that what you're here for? The arrogance of this guy. You can take it out on me later, Brian, but there's an inappropriate question, and I'm not going to even... Uh, that is not an inappropriate question. It's a very legitimate question. You just don't like the question. ...even entertain an answer on that. Uh, I have already indicated that I have full faith in the team that's sitting here and standing here. Then that's your answer, minus the lecture. ...with me and beyond me, uh, and that includes uh, the uh, the leadership at DOT. Do you acknowledge that people are I'm not going to go further on that. No, do you, do you I'm acknowledge... I'm going to ask you to stay on topic. What the people... I think the Mayor Smiley hit the nail on the head. We're here to service the people that live in the state of Rhode Island, and we have recognized that they have been, uh, uh, you know, certainly more than merely inconvenienced, and, and East Providence and Providence in particular. To, we'll stick to the topic at hand, and the topic at hand is reopening the bridge, you got some tremendous news because of the work that is happening by by DOT and the contractors on the site uh, that we're going to be open uh, for on a, on, a, on travel both east and west uh, this weekend. Uh, that's worth uh, really acknowledging the the uh, you know the leadership that is happening uh, in DOT and beyond. Uh, There's no leadership. Acknowledging what? The inconvenience you've caused everybody. Do you believe this guy? Now, one thing I'll say about Governor McKee. Notice the rest of the reporters back down. That that should also be acknowledged. He made an example out of Crandall, of NBC10, by the way. 
and no one else brought it up. No one else would question Governor McKee on this. Now that falls, that falls on the rest of the media. That's being a bunch of penguins, not exactly profiles and cover, uh, courage. I, I think they should release the name. I'd like to know who are the reporters there. Can figure out by the voices. As soon as Governor McKee threw that down, no one dared question him on that. It's absolutely a legitimate question. We have an emergency here. Yeah, by your doing, through your incompetent leadership. You wouldn't even show up to the press briefing on Monday night. Oh, now you're you're laying out what questions can be asked. Boy, you want to talk about in over your head. This guy is one for the books. Wow, the McKee meltdown. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Chapa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401-900-INSU, 401-900-4678, Chapa Insurance, SIA. Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational, umbrella, any other protection for your assets, Rhode Island and Massachusetts, Shapa Insurance Agency, your agency of choice. Call today, set up a meeting. They're so knowledgeable, can have everything under one roof. Call Shapa Insurance today, 401-900-INSU or 401-900-4678. Look for them on Facebook. Again, located Reservoir Avenue in Cranston, Shapa Insurance Agency, your neighbor, your partner, your friend. One-stop insurance solutions. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Secretary of State Greg Amore, he was a guest on Newsmakers, Ted Nisi, WPRI. Let's dip into a little bit of this, certainly talking about elections in Rhode Island and gearing up for 2024 local boards all the time to make sure they have uh, the people ready to go, trained well, uh, so that we can run a smooth election. That's interesting, though. Something that's as kind of motherhood and apple pie as being a poll worker, handing out the ballots, checking everybody in, now feels, at least to some folks, risky, even maybe dangerous. Sure, sure. And, and you know, we, we have actually seen some of this here in Rhode Island. It's, it's, it's not as prevalent in Rhode Island, but we've seen some of it. And we know that some of our local uh, canvassing boards and people who work in the local boards of elections face uh, criticism and uh, I, would, I wouldn't say threats, but they, they face a constant barrage of questions. And, and some of the, that questioning is around their integrity. And, and, you know, at some point you say, okay, I've had enough. So you were actually quoted in the National USA Today story this week about your office's new student civic liaison program, which has helped getting students involved in things like voter registration drives. But you're also clearly hoping it create a pipeline of poll workers. Is that hap- having an effect so far? Yeah, it is. And, and we have 83 students from 41 high schools around the state. Uh, and they meet with our team, our civics education team, once a month. And part of our push is to have them consider working at their local canvassing authority uh, for the elections. And, and many of them have already signed up. And, and we would ask your viewers to contact their local boards or our office or the Board of Elections if they have time. S- sign up. What uh, are you signing? Well, let's tell, there might be someone who's interested listening. <clears throat> what are they actually signing up for? How, much, how many training sessions is it? How long a day is it? It would be one day of training at the Board of Elections. Uh, there would be a consistent... Please stop e- it just for a moment. I mean, to me, I, I'm sorry, I just view this as they just want to get more young people voting because they feel they vote Democrat, but... More people in the system, not the worst thing in the world. Neighbors, uh, these are our friends. Who do you who do you call or what website do you go to? Where do you go? You, you can interested? go to your town hall, city hall website in Providence. Uh, connect uh, with the Board of Elections. All right, let's talk some more about the, the structure of the elections. You alluded to early voting, how much uh, we've gone from li- no early voting in around yeah. a couple cycles ago to now a, a long early voting period. And we've talked about this before. There are people suggesting that, that the length of early voting should be short, not yes. eliminated, but that it, it goes no. too far into when people are still actively campaigning and yes. that things are taking shape. Where are you on that right now? Do you think it should be shortened? I, I don't because uh. I, I want to see what this election cycle looks like. I don't think we should make an adjustment to that 20 days until we see what the 2024 election will bring. 
you know, we, we assume uh, some things based on 2020. But but the no, last thing Don we want to have is, is long lines uh, at we polling locations had long lines. to discourage people from voting. And one of the things that the 20 Not days true. has done is it's taken a lot of pressure off the local canvassing firms, the local election workers, because there's not that pressure of an incredibly long line waiting to vote or or uh, going past the hour. Uh, and so I, I'd like to take a look at that. Look, I'm always open to adjustments to make the process better, but I think we should wait until after 2024 be before we look at those adjustments. Oh. Another question is uh, who's going to be running? the State Board of Elections in 2024 right. because the current executive director has said he is stepping down at a, a date. We I don't think that he's actually announced a That's specific right, date Ted. yet, but the board has not found a replacement yet. No. They're still going through that process. Are you concerned that they're going to have a change at the top of the BOE in such a big election year? Yes. It is a concern because we are approaching the, uh, the presidential preference primary. Uh, I, I think they're on the path. Uh, I think there's some institutional knowledge there uh, today no. uh, that can help uh, whoever it is that comes in uh, catch on quickly. But, yeah, we, we need to get this done. This has to happen quickly so that this person is ready to go uh, for the next election cycle. Remind me, your office now has an ex-officio member on the Board of Elections? We, we don't have an ex-officio. Okay. We have a liaison. You asked uh, for it, right? We did ask for it. It turned into a liaison. So we are there, and we have a platform uh, to speak and take direct questions during the meetings from the members, uh, which has been excellent for, for both of us. Uh, it allows us an opportunity to understand what the Board is working on, and we have some Crazy. expertise in the area of elections. Rob Rock, Kathy Placencia, who can inform the members. Another how we vote issue is the uh, same-day voter registration, which, Ugh. if I remember right, ha is actually requires a constitutional change in Rhode Island. Um, is that going to, you know, getting a constitutional question about would be a big, a big push? Is that something you're going to be trying to do this year? We yeah. are, we are. It's a legislative yeah. priority for us, uh, and it's difficult because the, it is a constitutional change, and you're asking people to get rid of something, right? They're, they're get, they're voting to get rid of the 30-day uh, window. Um, but, but we want to talk about this more in, in terms uh, of what it early. means. Uh, someone comes into Rhode Island uh, within that 30-day window, the 25th day, they go to register to vote, and they can't. That, that, it seems unfair. Uh, they, they need Stop to be represented just as the people. How, may, how often does that happen? How often does that happen? But what percent are you talking about? I, I, don't, I don't like the sound of any of this been living there uh, for years and years. And I always think about the the, uh, the new immigrant who becomes an American citizen. Oh and I've had the, the great pleasure to witness some of those ceremonies as Secretary what of State. What does that tell you? you know, that person has become an American citizen. One of the great responsibilities of an American citizen is to vote. They may become an American citizen within the 10-day span before the election, and they're not able to vote. Uh, we, we, have the, we have the administrative capability to do this now. Stop and we should do it for a moment. How, the other 28. How, how often do they have these ceremonies? regarding people becoming American citizens. I, I don't believe that either. This is about allowing the illegals to vote. I believe uh, John Marion from Common Cause once uh, told us that the, Rhode Island has the earliest voter registration deadline in the country. Is we that, do. We that's do. the case? Yeah. We do. Massachusetts is a 10-day. Uh, Whereas Rhode Island, it's a, it's, a month, it's a month or so. Yeah. 30 days. 30 days. So um, let's talk about the state archives. Um, sure. This was a big push by your predecessor, Nellie Gorbea. I don't care about this. Um, folks, what's concerning to me is, I mean, I regard Ted Nisi. He is as plugged in as anyone. And he even he's unsure about how some of the Secretary of State stuff works with the Board of Elections. I... I don't like the sound of any of this. Thousand visitors to the state house. These are pre-pandemic. Have an opportunity care. to create an education center. We think the the Gorbea administration, right in front of the administration building today. His budget would. plan it in would. January. Listen, don't get me wrong. Secretary of State Greg Amore seems like a good guy. He's been very nice to me. Actually, he reached out to me recently. I don't like our methods of voting. I, I think it leaves it wide open for malfeasance. He gave very positive-sounding comments to Ed Fitzpatrick at the Globe the other day about this. To take federal. No, no, no. Get is where are the questions about matches and the signatures? Pay me, pay me is of our history. So we have less than a minute left. One thing I, I wanted to bring up that people probably aren't thinking about now, but Rhode Island is required every ten years to vote on whether to have a constitutional convention. I believe that's next year. Is that vote? Are, are you for or against? Well, I have no choice because if the legislature does not bring that forward, our office has to bring that forward. Um, you know, I, I think there's pros and cons to constitutional conventions. I think the con that I'm that I'm most concerned about is that outside money has a tendency to come in during an election cycle uh, that that may not be uh, uh, in tune with the public. They're, they're not really sure what this is. All due respects to Ted Nisi, I don't get it. Sabina Matos, 
The signature scandal? Where is that? How much has the office played into it? What's being done to safeguard against it? I don't... Not even asked? Not even asked. That's the one question I was waiting for. I don't get it. Newsmakers, Channel 12, Secretary of State. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. All right, folks, we are speaking with right now and Natisha, if you would tell everyone that's listening your name and how you have found yourself in the news. Uh, my name is Natisha. I'm the wife of Joshua Pavo. Um, and I get, I found myself in the news because of all this stuff that Josh has just done this past Friday. I'm in shock. We didn't expect that to happen. Um, but we knew he was capable of doing stuff like this. Um, this is one of the reasons why my son and I had a restraining order against him. How, and, how long have you ahead. been married to him, Natisha? Uh, we got married in 2007. So almost 18 years we've been together. And uh, we left Florida in 2021 at the end of um, October. Uh, to get away from him because we weren't safe. And we stayed with him because, for so many different reasons, for retaliation, he would always threaten me if I left. I was scared for my life, and I did what I had to do to buy my time. And finally, I went to school to get my certification as a medical assistant, and I secretly started saving money and planning my escape. So he knew we were going to leave, but um, he isolated us away from our family so i had no support he controlled everything the money our lives how 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 did he get to where he is now from what we saw play out in east providence because it it seems as if this has been building for quite some time Yes, we always had a volatile uh, relationship in marriage. We tried to make it work. I tried to, we, my son and me tried to get him into counseling to get him mental health. He always denied that. He always blamed everybody else for his problems and his issues. And I saw the signs of mental illness. I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose, but we saw signs that he was mentally unhealthy. And we just advised him to maybe go talk to a doctor or a professional just to see. And and he's been through a lot. I understand that. We all go through a lot of things. But in this life, you make choices in this life, what, what you want to do. It doesn't have to define who you are. Natisha, it sounds, though, just this past year, you and your family have just been living a nightmare with him stalking and harassing you and members of your family yes um he i mean he shows up to my our son's school and um i I have to reinstate the um, restraining order so it was right now he doesn't have a restraining order but he his son has confronted him and told him that he wants nothing to do with him our son is 18 years old he can make that decision. I've always told our son, even though he tells the world that I keep his son away from him, that's absolutely not true. In fact, when I dropped the restraining order, my son was upset with me and said, why did you do that? And I was trying to reconcile and co-parent, but with a narcissist, you, you can't. With somebody that mentally unwell, you can't co-parent with a person like that. There's no logic. You, and we just always every day lived in fear. And we still live in fear and we're not going to ever feel safe until he's in jail. And had he not been caught, I truly believe with all my heart, he would have made it to Maine and he would have ended my life, maybe the life of our son and then himself. Were you surprised to learn how many firearms and ammunition that he had? No, I knew he had them. He would hide them. And I kept saying, as we're watching the news clips, he has more. He has them hidden. And I had a feeling he had them, some of them hidden in his girlfriend's house that he's dating now. He lies to everybody. He was lying to her. He's lying to me. She thinks that we were going to go through a divorce. We were going through a divorce. He filed a dismissal. So now I have to reinstate that divorce process. I've been trying to get a divorce from him for a while, but struggling financially so 
but I plan on refiling for that divorce soon. What can you tell us about violence he showed towards you when you were living in Florida? Anger, rage, always threatening me, always saying that, you know, I'm going to put a bullet in your head. He pulled a gun on me in Florida before we left. And I didn't know my son was in the other room and he saw his dad pull a gun on me. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, it's so traumatizing for you and your family. That stays with our son. That will never go away. Our son will always remember that. And no child should have to witness that. I didn't even know my son was in the other room and he saw his dad do that. Folks, again, we're speaking with Natisha Pavo, who, um, Natisha, I, um, there, there is something wrong with him, and he has now been brought up on more charges, but it must have been devastating when that you heard that the his bail had been lowered, that almost oh, then. Oh, we were devastated. My son was crying. We, we were both crying. We were like, oh, my goodness, this guy never is held accountable. He thinks he's above the law. He gets away with everything. For years, he was getting, I don't know how he was getting away with things, but he was doing things and committing crimes, and he was not getting caught. I mean, I wasn't there. I didn't witness it or anything like that, but I I didn't know how he was getting away with all this stuff, and finally it caught up to him. So I don't know what happened in East Providence, but I feel like... His son not wanting to have anything to do with him and me wanting a divorce. And I think that might have pushed him over the edge. But I, I never, ever kept his son away from him. I let my son make that decision. Right now, Natisha, if you could talk to the judges that will decide whether or not he gets out, what what do you want to tell the judges in Rhode Island? I'm begging you on behalf of me, my son, do not let him out of jail. He is a danger, not only to me and my son, he's a danger to everyone he will encounter. He is not mentally sane to be walking around in society. People don't know our story. And I'm sorry for everyone that was involved. But there's other people's lives that he has tried to destroy and harm. And for people to feel safe, they need to keep him locked up. I feel, um, I feel just terrible how long you have had to live in fear of this monster that, as you was constantly threatening the life of you and your family. I would be sleeping at night and I would get the sensation, you know, how like when you feel like someone's watching you? Yes. I would, my son would fall asleep beside me when he was younger, and I would get that sensation. I'm in a deep sleep that someone was watching me, and I would wake up, and he would be just staring at me, standing by my bed. I thought he was going to kill me when I'm in, when I'm sleeping. It got so bad that I had to lock the door to my son's bedroom upstairs, and he we stayed with his mom for a little while. His bedroom was downstairs. He would literally come through the house. And have to go up through the laundry room up to our bedroom. We were on the opposite side of the house, and we had to lock the door at night <laughs> until we could leave. Hmm. I I felt like I couldn't sleep. I'm always looking over our shoulders. Even here in Maine, I'm thinking it's pitch black out here in the middle of the night. I'm looking around the corners. I don't know when he's going to get me. Is he going to get me at my work? Is he going to get me at my home? He doesn't know exactly where our address is, where we're living. We'd like to keep it that way. He knows the area. He just doesn't have our address. Hmm. And I I have to protect me and my son. Yes. And Natisha, it also it also sounds as though I mean, there's just it's just someone you can't reason with. He's just no. so difficult and, and dangerous and violent. Yes, he is, he is. There was incidents where he would chase in the kitchen one time. I forgot what we were arguing about. And he pulled a steak knife out on me, pinned me up against 
the like the counter with his hand around my throat. With the other hand, he had the blade to my throat. And his exact words were, I will stab you in your jugular, watch you die slowly as you bleed out. And I'll laugh about it. This is the kind of person mentality that he has. So I'm begging the judges, please do not let him out. My son and I just, we've been through so much. We've been through so much trauma. (laughs) I'm sorry. We can't deal with this anymore. Again, it's Natisha Fabio. And Natisha, unfortunately, has been dealing with this nightmare, folks, with the suspect, Joshua Pavio. Natisha, thank you for talking. We're going to make sure everyone knows about this. I will be in touch with you. Um, This has been very difficult, and it takes a lot of courage for you to do this. So, but... Um, everyone is thinking of you and your family and judges and law enforcement. They need to do the right thing. Keep him locked up uh, to keep yes. him safe and also so you can start to get some peace of mind. So, Natisha, I know this was not easy. I'm glad we spoke. We will talk again. But just know that people are thinking of you and your son. Thank you. Keep okay. us in your prayers. Okay. Thank you, Natisha. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Folks, again, that is the wife of that East Providence suspect, Josh Pavio. That is Natisha on the John DePietro Show. Limitless Outdoors. Why do they call it Limitless Outdoors RI? Well, because it's limitless what they could do for your home, for your property. Call today for a free quote, 401 580 1852 limitless outdoors remember their slogan dream build enjoy it starts with a discussion how you'd like to use your outdoor space they can design your outdoor space to fit your aesthetics and lifestyle they specialize in patios walkways steps outdoor kitchens landscape lighting retaining walls lawn installation excavation limitless outdoors they can also update your indoor fireplace Call today, free consultation, free quote, 401-580-1852. You can also find them on Facebook, and then their website is LimitlessOutdoorsRI.com. How about an outdoor kitchen? Call them today, Limitless Outdoors, 401-580-1852. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, I always tout our website just because it has exclusive stories and video. It has links to on-the-scene live stream. Remember, there's no uh, vowel I. It's D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, DePietro.com. You can also reach me that way if you'd like to get in touch with me. DePietro.com, log on and then links to Facebook and YouTube, everything we have, it's all waiting for you right there at the website.